was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw a hearse come rolling for to take my mama away will the circle be unbroken Undertaker, Undertaker, please drive slow. For that body, you're appalling. Lord, I hate to see her go. Will the circle be unbroken? Praise God. I am excited. Uh, we've got the music up and running. Uh, my voice isn't what it used to be, that's for sure. But I hope you enjoy it anyway. Uh, I'd like to welcome you back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. Uh, if you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry. That means you can join. You know, if praying is your thing, if you're homebound or, or you know, you really want to help God's people, then right now, more than anything that we need, we need prayer partners. We need prayer people that can 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 pray. Um, you know, prayers of, of of freedom, prayers that that will release the Holy Spirit back on this country again, and that's where we are. You know, um, I just sang the song, "May the circle be a not be broken." You know, that's the thing. Um, we're God's children. We're all God's children. And as a prayer ministry, this is something you can do. Maybe you can't get out to go to church. Maybe you're homebound now and you just cannot get out to go to church. But we can be the church. We're here. And we're broadcasting twice a week. And we're asking you to join us. You know, not just sit and listen. 
but to join us in praying for this country and the world around us. The world has never been like it is now in today's world. We are looking at we're looking at horrible things happening, people being murdered in the streets of, of, of the cities around this world, countries spreading their 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 ugliness around the world. See, we we want to be that spiritual beacon of light for this lost world. And I'm asking you to join with us this morning in that circle that we would join together and 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 be an army of God, an army of prayer warriors, prayer partners, praying daily, every day, seven days a week, you know, every month, every year, praying that God would sin. When my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, I shall hear when they turn from their, their wicked ways, I shall hear them and heal their land. No. That's, does God need to say any more to us? We are a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry that serves the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ashford, Arizona, as well as on this worldwide broadcast here in Fort Mojave, Arizona, going out to 31 different countries and provinces around the world. Would you join us today? Join us in praying for this nation and the nations of this world. Father, in the name of Jesus, we sang the circle be unbroken. We, we, we just sang that, you know, all about how the circle should never be broken. And, and that's what we are, Lord God. We are a family of God. We've got a right arm, a left arm, a right leg, left leg. You know, every part of the body is represented in the body of Christ. And we're asking today, Lord, as we come before you in prayer, that you would lift up this world, this earth, one more time. I realize, Lord, I realize what that rainbow means. And I know that, Lord, you're disappointed in the way that mankind has, has taken over this country or this world and this earth that you made as our creator. But today, Lord, I ask with all those that are listening with me and asking as well that you touch, have mercy upon us and touch us. Forgive us our sins, Lord God, and create a new creation on this earth. Bring back Christianity strong. Bring back the belief in the gospel strong. Bring back the anointing of the Holy Spirit strong. Bring back the Lord Jesus Christ as he prepares to come back for the second coming. Lord, in the rapture of the church, Father, we just humble ourselves before you today in prayer, believing that we will receive the anointing of the Spirit from you. That our prayers will not go into void. That our prayers would not go unanswered. And Lord, you would be there to answer those prayers and say, yes, one more time, I will lift mankind up. Drive out the devil, Lord God, that has gotten a grip upon this earth, the evil that is here. Drive him back into the pits of hell where he belongs. Devil, we speak to you right now. Get the hints. We rebuke you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we form that circle of God that protects all from the wiles of the devil. We ask that you would be with us for this time. And bless us and let us open our hearts and our souls to your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
Amen. Praise Jesus. I'd like you to turn your Bibles with me, if you would. Turn your Bibles to the book of Mark, Matthew, Mark. Into the book of Mark, chapter 8, verse 22 through 25. I want to talk to you. You know, we're talking about the circle being broken. We're talking about a, a, a blind man twice touched. And in Mark 8, 20, 25, and, and when the seven among 4,000, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said, seven. And he said unto them, How is it that ye do not understand? And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. And when he had spat upon his eyes, and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up, and he said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands upon him again, upon his eyes, and he made him look up. And he was restored completely and saw every man clearly. At the age of three, there was a lady named Cheryl Jennings, who was raised in a farm cabin in the Blue Ridge Mountains, simultaneously contracted polio, meningitis, and this mystery, uh, mysterious malady known as cat scratch fever. At that time, they didn't know. Doctors gave up hope on him. And sent him home to Monville, probably to die. Now, his mother, Pearl Lehman, was determined that her son would recover, would not die. And over the next three years, she worked with him to teach him to walk again. His eyesight, however, quickly deteriorated to a point that he could distinguish only between light and dark. The doctors concluded that he had uh, retinitis pigmentosa, a rare and incurable eye disease. And as this young person got older, doctors considered removing the cataracts from Jennings' eyes, but feared the surgery would further damage his retinas. On September 19, 1999, at the age of 51, Cheryl Jennings, had the first cataract removed from his eyes. And on Halloween of that same year, and the other one was removed. After Jennings' initial delight in having his sight restored, came the hard work of making sense of his restored sight. He could see a lot. He saw his new wife, Barbara. And he said, but all his visual memories were gone. Jennings was seeing, but exactly what he was seeing was a mystery to him and to those around him. He was unable to distinguish between an apple and an orange, for instance, or even a banana and a tomato without touching them. It was finally determined that Jennings had mental blindness. He could see, but he could not distinguish what, was, what he was seeing. He could not understand what he was seeing. He had his eyes healed, but what he needed was for his mind to be healed. Now, this blind man in our text, when you read through the book of Mark, if you take the time, you'll find yourself walking with Jesus Christ. Now, that's the kind of reading I'm talking about. I'm not talking about reading that kind of the Bible. I'm talking about getting yourself into 
the word of God and walking side by side with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's reading. You're surrounded by the crowds, wearied by the demands and besieged by attacks of demons. Some of the miracles you'll find in the book of Mark are the great catch of fish, the healing of the withered hand, Peter's mother-in-law being healed, the healing of the paralytic, the storm that was calmed on the sea, the Gadarian dynamic delivered. Remember that his name was Legion? Jairus' daughter called back to life from the dead. The feeding of the 5,000 and the Lord walking on water, just to name a few things. Now, when you read these scriptures, my friend, when you read these scriptures, I want you to do more than just read word for word. I want those words to stand up on that page and drag you in to the story. Many of these miracles can be found in other books of the gospel. However, the blind man healed at Bethesda is exclusive to the book of Mark. There were other blind men that the Lord would heal, the accounts of which are may be found in Matthew's gospel, Luke. But this miracle is found only in Mark's gospel account. You need to go there. You need to be there. You need to witness what Jesus did for this blind man. This occurs not a far distance from the scene of the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. In our text, we read the story of a blind man who, who, was, who was brought to Jesus by friends who begged Jesus to heal him. And these people had enough faith. They had enough faith. Say it with me. Enough faith. Say it again. Enough faith and action to know that if they could get this friend to Jesus, he would be healed. Now, I wonder this morning, do we believe Jesus can still heal and change the lives of the people around us to change our lives? If you do, are you willing to bring those in need of a touch into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ? How do I do that? You're a prayer partner. You're a prayer warrior. You're in the army of God. Amen. You bring them. You call your family, listen, I've set up a prayer time. I'm praying for those that we love. If we have needs, please call me and tell me so I can add them to my prayer list. Now, after Jesus touched him, he asked this man if he could see anything. And the man's reply would seem to indicate that his eyes were not completely healed. He said, I see men as trees walking. The fact is, this man's eyes were completely healed. But just like Cheryl Jennings, he could not distinguish what he was seeing. His mind was not correctly interpreting what his eyes were seeing. He had his physical sight back, but he was mentally blind. The next touch that Jesus administered was not to his eyes, but it, he touched his mind. Thus, he was touched twice. Many of us Christians, many of us that listen into this broadcast, many of us need that second touch. Many of us need to be touched twice for there to be that healing that we so desperately need. 
We need right now in 2023 a renewing of the mind. You know, oftentimes when folks read this passage, it is assumed that the first touch of Jesus was simply not adequate enough to perform the miraculous healing. That would, this man needed. That's not, the, that's not the case. The issue, however, was in the mind of the one being touched. Sometimes Jesus touches us. And sometimes the doubt that is within our mind clouds us. And even though we receive the miracle we've prayed for, we can't carry out that because we're clouded. We need twice touched. Now, the reality is oftentimes when Jesus touches a person's body, mind or soul, out of a habit of because their, their brain is simply unable to compute what has just happened. The body feels as if it's, the healing is incomplete. He's already healed or she's already healed. And Christ healed your body. Now he needs to heal your mind. How many times have you tried to give up alcohol? How many times have you tried to give up drugs? You prayed and asked God for a miracle to take the addiction away. You got back in church. You started doing well. But suddenly your mind said it didn't work. And you went back to it. In Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Greek word renewing means literally a renovation, a renovation. So the Greek word translated renewing, as I said, means literally a renovation of the person. So Paul is, Paul is demanding that in order for you to present your body as a living sacrifice, then your mind must be restored to a good condition. So when we pray, we want to pray for their physical being. We want to pray for their heart. We want to pray for their soul. But we also want to pray for their mind, that God would give them a, a, a new mind as well, kind of that it's brand new. Many of you have, have been baptized in water in Jesus' name, which cancels the debt of sin against you. And you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, which makes you a new person in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. But far too many uh, uh, people in today's world, Christians, who have had this wonderful touch of God's spirit, still have minds that have difficulty perceiving what has actually happened in their lives. You've been touched once in your life. Praise God. But you will be transformed if you will let God touch and renovate, uh, revigorate and refresh and revive. The mind, the mind, your intellect, your understanding, your perception. Glory to God. Hallelujah. David said in Psalms 51.10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. <clears throat> and then in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, the Lord said, A new heart, listen to what it said, A new heart also will I give unto you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you 
a heart of flesh. People ask me all the time, Pastor, why do you get so excited? Why? I mean, you get so passionate. You get so excited. I get excited. I, I want to shout from the highest mountain because I was not a good person. I was a bad person. I was, you know, and, and here God took out that blackened muscle heart and he put in a brand spanking new uh, spirit-filled heart. And for that, I will shout from the mountaintops, glory to God. I'll shout it out that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And through him, you can have a brand new life, a brand new heart, a brand new soul, a brand new mind, a brand new spirit. Somebody needs to lift their hands to heaven and shout amen out there. Praise God. In both verses of scripture, it appears that the same Hebrew word is used. And they are spelled the same, but they are pronounced differently and consequently have dissimilar meanings. In Psalms 51.10, David asked God to chadash. In, in Greek, it's, it's K-H-A-W-D-A-S-H. Or renew a right spirit within him. It means to repair it, to cause to cause to be new by rebuilding it. Now in Ezekiel 36, 26, God promises to give us a chadrash, a chadrash. And um, it's spelled the same, but it means or new, say new, new, a new spirit and a new heart. God's promises is for the fresh and the new spirit and heart and a brand spanking new mind. So the bottom line, however, is that God can change you either through repairing or rebuilding the old or by giving you a brand new heart, a brand new soul, a brand new mind. Many times we get the healing of the body, but we forget the mind. And then next thing we know, we're starting to do the same old thing over and over again. And, you know, the, the thing of insanity is doing the same old thing over and over again. But we do. I mean, addicts have given up drugs many, many times. How many times do did, did, did people I know, including myself, give up smoking time and time and time and time again? But until God renews the mind and takes that out, you'll continue to return to it. So perhaps today you're sitting there wondering this morning, how is how is one transformed by the renewing of the mind? I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> In Ephesians 4 and 22, Ephesians 4 and 22 through 24, that ye put off concerning the former conversations an old person, or old man, I'm paraphrasing, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed, say that with me, renewed in the spirit of your mind. I mean, is, I mean, Ephesians, I think I said Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 22 and 24. So put off concerning the former conversations in old of the old person, which is corrupt according to the deceitful, deceitful lust within, and, and be, this, this is the important part, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that put on the new person, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Glory to God. <clears throat> also in Romans 13, 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, 
and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So it tells us in the scripture that we're to walk Christ-like. We're to, we're to try to, as close as we can, to be Christ-like. So if I put on, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provisions for the flesh, I'm putting on holiness, the holiness of Christ. In Colossians 3 and 10, and have put on the new man or woman, I'm paraphrasing, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created them. Him that created them. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, therefore, say that with me, therefore, <laughs> therefore, if any man or woman, I'm paraphrasing, be in Christ, they are a new creature. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Now, see, that's the problem. <clears throat> we bring people to the altar of God. We pray over them. We lay hands upon them. But there's not a renewing of the mind. Yes, the body is willing. They're willing to give up cigarettes. They're willing to give up uh, pornography. They're willing to give up uh, the addictions of alcohol or drugs. But the mind has not been renewed. In other words, anyone saved by the touch of Jesus, if he or she is united with Christ, you'll get a fresh start because Christ will renew your mind as well as your body, your mind, your soul. They are created new, it says. So this old, this old body, this old mind, this old heart, this old soul is passed away and behold, all things within thee becomes new. The old life is gone. And the new life beckons. And how's that done? Well, Titus tells us in Titus chapter 3, verse 5, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. According to Christ's mercy he saved us. By the washing of, uh, of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now, Rebecca Thompson fell twice from the Fremont Canyon Bridge. She died both times. The first fall broke her heart. The second broke her neck. She was only an 18-year-old when she and her 11-year-old sister were abducted by a pair of hoodlums near a store in Casper, Wyoming. They drove the, the girls 40 miles southwest of Fremont Canyon Bridge. A one-lane steel-beamed structure rising 112 feet above the North Platte River. And the men brutally abused and beat both girls. Somehow Rebecca managed to convince the two men not to abuse her sister and uh, the way they had abused her. Both girls were thrown over the bridge into a narrow gorge. Amy died when she landed on the rocks below near the river. Rebecca slammed into the higher ledge and ricocheted into the deeper water. With a hip fracture in multiple places, she struggled to the shore. To protect her body from the cold, she wedged herself between two rocks and waited until the dawn. But morning never came for Rebecca. Oh, the sun came up, and she was found. The physicians treated her wounds, and the courts imprisoned her attackers. Life continued, but dawn never came for Rebecca. The blackness of her night of horror lingered. She was never able to climb up out of the canyon. 
So in September 1992, 19 years later, she returned to the bridge. Against her boyfriend's pleadings, she drove 70 miles per hour to the North Platte River. With her two-year-old daughter and boyfriend at her side, she sat on the edge of the Fremont Canyon Bridge and wept. Through her tears, she retold the story. And the boyfriend did not want the child to see her cry, so he carried the toddler to the car. And that's when he heard Rebecca's body hit the water. That is when Rebecca Thompson died her second death. The sun never dawned on Rebecca's dark night ever again. Rebecca is one of millions. What was the eclipsed? Was it that eclipse, the light from her world? Was it fear? Perhaps for she had testified in the trial against the men, pointing them out in, a, in the courtroom, and the one of the murderers had taunted her by drawing a finger across his throat and smirking maliciously at her. This goes on every day in the world around us. Christians are persecuted every day. On the day of her death, the two had been up for parole. Was it anger? Perhaps anger at the criminals, anger at the parole board, the anger at herself for a thousand of nightmares of the thousands of falls that followed. Was it guilt? Perhaps despite her attractive smile and appealing personality, friends they say that she struggled with the fact that she had survived and her little sister had died. Was it shame? Perhaps. Everyone she knew, the thousands she didn't know, knew the details of her tragedy. The stigma was tattooed deeper and deeper with the newspaper ink of every headline. She had been violated, and try as she might, she could never outlive nor outrun the memory of what had happened that night. So 19 years later, she went back to the bridge. Canyons of shame run deep. Gorges of never-ending guilt, walls ribboned with greens and grays of defeat, the death of dreams, unending echoes of screams. You can put your hands over your ears, splash water on your face, stop looking over your shoulder. Try as you might, you cannot outrun yesterday's tragedies. These tentacles are longer than your hope. They draw you back to the bridge of sorrows to be shamed again and again and again. Perhaps you've never been touched once by the master. But more than anything today, you need to be twice touched. You have your spiritual blindness healed, but your mind is still blind. It is uncomprehending of what actually took place in the spirit world. Today, Jesus wants to give you that second touch. That second touch. We're not only the body, the soul, the heart, but the mind is healed. Beethoven, it's actually called Beethoven's harpsichord. In his latter years, Beethoven would spend hours playing a broken harpsichord. The instrument was worthless. Keys were missing, strings were stretched. It was out of tune and harsh on the ears. Nonetheless, the great pianist 
would play till tears came down his cheeks. To look to him, you would think that he was hearing something that was not there. He, in fact, was, for he was deaf. Beethoven was hearing the sound of the instrument should make, not the one that it did make. Have you ever felt like Beethoven's broken harpsichord? Out of tune? Inadequate? Your service ill-timed and insignificant? Ever wonder what God does when the instruments get broken? What happens to the song when the strings are out of tune? How does the master respond when the keys don't work? Does he turn around and leave? Does he demand a replacement? Does he junk the old? Or does he patiently tune until he hears the songs that he longs to hear? No, none of that. He just calls for a second touch. And today, Christ is calling you for that second touch. I wonder, is there anyone out there on this broadcast listening that needs and desires that twice touched? If that's you, I'd like you to bow your head right where you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today. We lay hands upon those, those in this broadcast, and yes, we can do that. We lay hands upon them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord God, for that second touch. They're struggling, Lord, struggling with alcoholism, struggling with drug addiction, struggling with, with addictions to pornography or, or adultery, whatever it may be that is that mind is holding them back. Physically, they can go. Physically, they can get to church. Physically, they can bow and pray. But mentally, that mind keeps dragging them back, for the devil has a bound. Today, in the name of Jesus Christ, listen to me. In the name of Jesus Christ, we release your mind and renew it with the Holy Ghost. We renew it in the, in the spirit of Jesus Christ right now. Right now, no matter how many times you've tried, no matter where you've been to, what, what program you've been to, AA, NA, we don't care. Whatever program you've been to, the only one's going to release your mind and renew your spirit in your mind is Jesus Christ. And I pray that right now upon every listener to this broadcast. Be renewed in the name of Jesus and receive his healing of the mind. The body, the spirit, and the soul. In Jesus' name we're praying. Amen and amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may he make his face to shine upon you. Till he brings us back once again. God bless you. <laughs>